right, I pushed start before I was completely ready to start talking. Hey, um, I have so many thoughts on my mind. And first of all, thank you for listening. I don't know what it is, but in the past five days, I've gotten a few messages um, in two different themes. One theme, um, people telling me how they are being more successful uh, with continued days alcohol-free. Anywhere from making it from one day to three days, making it a month. Some people have even reached out saying they've uh, recently celebrated one year sober, two years sober. And um, I don't know what it is, but like I've gotten a bunch of these messages in this past week. And so I'm really excited to get that. And then the other message I've been getting is just people listening. And so um, that's really wonderful to hear. Um, And not just from a narcissistic point of view that I'm happy you're listening to me, but to me, just I'm happy that you are turning to something. It could be me. It could be playing a video game. It could be visiting one of your favorite websites. Um, That's a joke from a former recording where I talk about this workbook. And I could talk about this workbook a little bit more because I... All right, so I had a... This is a topic change, but extreme emotions caught up with me today. Um... So I'm going on this lake house trip, um, not this weekend, but the weekend after, at the end of September. And um, we have a shared document where we can share plans and logistics. And I saw today that my ex and the other guy are planning to share a breakfast shift. And that just turned my stomach, made me feel really upset and angry and I it's all or nothing with me and I really noticed like I got stiff and upset and like my fists were clenched and I just felt like this is it this is my mood forever and um I paced back and forth and I really felt like that it was never going to end and then I realized I have this dialectical behavior therapy skills workbook. And I said, I remembered every time I open it and read it, it makes me feel better. So I I was doubtful. I was like, I'm not going to feel better if I open it. And then reading two pages, uh, it kind of, so the skills I learned today are to um, have a peaceful visualization in your head like you can picture a beach um what does it say a beach a park a field um and then you just go through a guided thing where you breathe in and out and then you notice what does your safe place look like what does it sound like do you smell anything do you taste anything and then i realized On my Instagram, I just have a compulsion to post these random beautiful houses because that's where I want to be mentally. And so I thought that was really aligned with just 
the direction I want to move in anyway. So that was a good skill. And then uh, cue controlled relaxation, where you have a cue word and uh, the examples are relax or peace. And you kind of, you tell them to yourself when you're having an upset mood. And um, then you go through a similar process where you like, you go somewhere you can be quiet and alone and not distracted and you breathe through it. And you, um, this one says, with your eyes closed, imagine a white beam of light shines down from the sky like a bright laser and lands on the very top of your head. Notice how warm and soothing the light makes you feel. This could be a light from God, the universe, or whatever power makes you feel comfortable. So I would say aliens. Uh, Aliens make me feel okay. As you continue to breathe smoothly, taking slow, long breaths, notice how the light makes you feel more and more relaxed as it continues to shine on the top of your head. Uh, Now slowly, the warm white light begins to spread over the top of your head like soothing water. Okay, so um, my cue word is recover uh, because I like the idea that like it acknowledges I'm in a tumultuous moment and the word recover is kind of like, okay, you're upset right now, but we still have time to recover. We can go up from here because the other cue word, relax, do not tell me to relax, buster. I'll just get real upset at you. Okay. Um... And what's amazing, and so I wish I opened with this. I don't know what mood you're in, um, but if it's not a pleasant one, first give yourself some credit for even noticing it. If you notice you're depressed or sad or angry or throwing yourself a pity party, if you even just notice that, congratulations. The second part, I really implore you, find a way to step out of it. Um, And I don't say that, I'm not saying that like depression isn't real, that like you, you can fix it. Like I hate the idea of someone saying like, just be happy because I know that's not how it works. But what I am asking you to do, open up a book, turn on the lights or... Go for a walk, brush your teeth, drink a glass of water, check your Sober Counter app. Let me check my Sober Counter app Um, because sometimes just I have to open it and look at it to see how many days alcohol-free. I am one, oh, whoa, two years, one month, and 29 days alcohol-free. I am 20 days caffeine free and I don't I don't think I've talked about this a lot but I want to do a deeper dive into um, my edibles experience because that doesn't completely that doesn't line up at all with my alcohol sobriety but I am five months and 13 days without uh, cannabis which I would have these chewable gummies that a friend would give me. And I really, I, I fell into them. I took them um, like once a day after work. And I really felt like 
it didn't count against my sobriety because I didn't have the negative effects or consequences I had with alcohol. Um, But I realized it was definitely in the category of escapism. And so I remember it was five months and 13 days ago, I took my last one and it was really right at the, um, at the start of the pandemic. Oh, it was April 4th. So I had been home from work due to the pandemic for a couple weeks. And then once I ran out of them, I was like, I can't be home alone with this. Like, I don't like where that's going. And so I'm really proud of that time. Um, And I still have a lot of complex feelings about this, but um, I feel like I'm in a good place with it. So maybe I'll talk about um, my thoughts and feelings on cannabis later. Um, But I say, okay, I mentioned that because I open up my app. Um, I can listen to a podcast, read a book. So do something to take yourself out of the mood that you're in. If it's an unpleasant one, it will not last forever. I promise you. Self. I wish I could have told myself that 30 minutes ago because it really felt like it was going to be forever. Um, Okay, so I am going to take a break and then I'll be right back to talk about my latest book obsession and then something that makes me really mad. Okay, so the book I'm currently listening to, isn't that, that's difficult for me to say. I'm listening to a book. The audio version of the book, Irresistible, The Rise of Addictive Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked by Adam Alter. And so this, I've gotten this book recommendation a few times and I finally just started listening to it. And what I appreciate about it is we all we all have relationships with technology and i find this book to be validating i just heard a chapter or a segment about email and how just the way the author talks about email is like oh my goodness i'm not alone that like just the word email and like it's an entire culture around email and like inbox zero is a goal that people have, or if they don't meet it, they feel bad about it. And it just, it's definitely a thing that's right in front of our face. And so listening to this book has been extremely validating. And then also I really enjoy this book because um, I feel like I'm doing a book report in the third grade. I really like this book because, and I do like this book because it talks about addiction a whole lot without like I forget that I'm listening to a book about like cell phone addiction because they talk about just like the origins of cocaine and heroin and um it talks about these really I guess important uh experiments and like you I mean the electrodes they used to put in rat brains and monkey brains it's like really an interesting history. And also I would say how new the science is. Also, Sigmund Freud 
was addicted to cocaine. I did not know that. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so I'm impressed that like, the point is this is all new. Like understanding addiction and then even newer than that, cell phone addiction is just so interesting. As I talk into my cell phone that the screen is bright and in my face. Um, So I don't know. I'm at this point where I'm trying to be more mindful of my time looking at my cell phone, just like mindlessly scrolling. And I'm, I'm really feeling motivated to be on my phone less, which I have conflicting feelings about because we're in a pandemic and it's how I stay social and connected. And so I'm keeping that in mind. But then also it's tough because a lot of information out there about like people being addicted to their phone, it's like, Social media makes you feel worse because you're comparing yourself to other people. Do I do that? Yes, absolutely, of course. However, I've spent hours and hours and hours scrolling on my Instagram, reading about recovery, reading other people's stories, reading messages from you, responding to you. And so I'm in a really, I'm in a pickle. Let's just say that, that like, yeah, I don't want to be addicted to my phone and I want to spend less time on it, but also like, what am I doing on my phone? Like, I I love you all, so I love messaging you. And also, I what's tough, okay, to be real honest, when I make a post, I love sitting with like my 3D materials, my like paintbrushes and my paints and like really making art for you, for us. But then what's tough is um, I then have to take pictures of it, edit the picture. I have to then come up with the caption. And then I've tried to be pretty diligent about providing image descriptions so people um, who have visual impairments can use the text to then understand what's happening in the picture. And that takes some time. And honestly, after listening to just two hours of this book, I feel like I'm holding a, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but I feel like I'm holding a bomb. And it's like, I have to use it very delicately. Don't cut the blue wire, only cut the green wire. That's a movie trope. Um, But like, I feel like that, like, oh, every second I use on this is precious and I can't waste it because I'm trying to get my screen time to be really low. Um, so it's tough that like I have this Instagram medium that requires me to be on my phone a lot, but I'm trying to be on my phone less. So I'm not trying to give any like shocking update, but something that popped into my head is that what if I don't stress myself out about the image side of my posts, but I do continue to do this, um, for the time being. And so I honestly see myself posting this episode and then on Instagram saying like, hey, if you don't see my posts, it's because I'm trying to be on my phone less. Um, But you can still listen to me here. Okay. Thank you for listening to that. And now I want to talk about this thing that makes me so mad. Um, The last thing that made me really mad is um, poor people having to pay a percentage of their money to have their coins converted it just it's an example of like how it's expensive to be poor and so that makes me really angry and then another thing that makes me upset 
And I'm guilty of doing this. I am guilty of what I'm about to complain about, but I also want to stop doing it. And it just, when someone else does it to me, I'm furious. And basically it's this pattern of me saying, I want to do something that I've looked into and I think would be healthy for me. Like, oh, I'm trying to eat more bananas because I think that's a healthier snack for me. And then someone looking at me and just shaking their head and saying, you know, bananas are all sugar. And it's just like, all right, F me. What the hell am I supposed to do? Can't win, I guess. Um, and so it's the this pattern of like saying, you want to do this one thing that's healthy. And then someone always just, and I've done this, but like, oh, I'm going to start running. Running's bad for your knees, you know. Well, okay. I, what, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, every, and then I remembered this show, Six Feet Under on HBO. I don't know if you watched it, but I watched every single episode. Um, it's about a family that lives in a funeral home. And every episode starts with a scene of someone like non, usually not related to the family. And it's how they die. So every episode started and you're like, someone's going to die at the end of this scene. Um, Anyway, one of the characters in that show said, everything's bad for something. And that just really stuck with me. Um, This is really heated in my head. And I don't know if I've conveyed that. Um, Oh, my example is like, I quit caffeine. And so I know like, there are so many studies out there that say like, Coffee's good for you. But then it's like, who funded these studies? I have some questions. I have some doubts. And then um, I've been drinking a lot of hot water and lemon. And I have this voice in my head of like someone I don't even know saying like, too much lemon's bad for you. The acidity in the lemon's bad for your teeth. And it's like, I know that. But it's hot water and lemon. It's not heroin. Leave me alone. Because people really get that specific. People really get into like, oh, I remember this was like a decade ago being like, oh my goodness, I just learned what couscous is. And someone's like, you know, quinoa is healthier for you. And it's like, you, we can't win. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm thinking, thank you for your messages. Um, I recently got one message uh, from someone. I don't know if they want me to name them, but they asked me about advice about um, going to parties or social events uh, without drinking. And it kind of reminded me that, like, I'm not an expert on this, but I do, I have been alcohol-free for over two years. And so I love returning to things that, others may have questions about um, and just happy to like talk through things. So if you have any like questions in general that you would like me to talk more about, I'd be happy to talk through it. But yeah, I mean, I remember it's just a full body physical response of anxiety. The first like 10 times I went to parties bars, breweries, and like weddings or like big events like that. And I remember just like 
sitting in the car, really psyching myself up, I would run through practice conversations of what people would possibly ask me or offer me or tell me or question me. And I would just have like an answer for everything. And that helped me mentally prepare. But ultimately, it was never a big deal. Um, I guess my other advice is like, I wouldn't draw attention to it. I would just confidently find a beverage that I was comfortable. I would bring my own. I would bring my own seltzer to whatever event. Um, Don't make a big, don't draw attention to it. And then when people did ask me, I really, I liked framing things in the positive. Like, you know, I haven't been drinking and I just feel so much better. So it's something I've been trying and it's something I'm going to keep going with. Um, And that's kind of allowed me to stay sober and build my confidence. And so now I say, oh yeah, I don't drink. Um, I've been sober for over two years. And so, yeah, I have no no uh, inclination, no temptation to go back to it. Um, And then, I don't know, maybe I'm just like lucky to be surrounded by more like people who have gone through some maturity because it hasn't been a big deal towards anyone in my friend. And everybody still drinks that I'm friends with for the, in real life, in terms of whatever, not you guys, you guys don't drink. Um, At least I, you know what I mean? Maybe you're sober curious, maybe you do drink, but whatever. Um, And I'm sorry, this is running really long, um, but what was my, oh, and, People are usually really impressed in a way that like shocks me. Um, like I have had, there's that one day and I'm going to bring it up again, but like I mentioned to a group of people that I was in a pool with that like I just celebrated two years and I really thought they'd be like, oh, cool. They lit up, smiled as if I just said like, I'm having a baby or like I'm getting, I'm engaged they looked at me and they applauded me. And I was just like, oh my God, how supportive is that? So um, if you're going to tell yourself the story that everyone's going to be judgmental and mean and negative about you coming out as sober, I need you to spend that an equal amount of time imagining them being happy for you, excited, inspired. And that's another thing for real. I have posted about my sobriety on my personal Instagram account and random people that I would never have guessed have come out of the woodwork to message me saying they're curious about it. Um, And also it's your personal choice. It's your health. Like, oh my goodness, look at the people around you drinking and I need you to fast forward to 10, 20, 30 40 years in the future. And I'm sorry, but I have this very detailed visualization of people, me included, that like if I kept drinking in a doctor's office, picture my face more bloated, dehydrated, um, and just unhealthy. And maybe even like different blood vessels in the nose area are kind of burst and red. And the doctor is saying, you are having 
whatever health issue. Go through the laundry list, like your kidneys, your liver, your heart. Um, they are in critical condition. You need to improve your diet. You need to stop drinking alcohol. And so it's like, everyone's enjoying the party right now, but I'm telling you, this is a, it's a debt. You're incurring a debt. You're not a bottomless pit of just unending good times or what have you. Um, And actually, that's something I've been thinking about with caffeine because a lot of the YouTube videos explaining caffeine, it's like, you're not escaping fatigue. You are just, you are building debt, so to speak, and you're going to crash eventually. And so I wanted balance. Okay, you're the best for listening to me. I love you so much. Happy Friday. Oh my God, this week was so much. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, you'll hear from me next on Monday. And so I hope you have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Send me a message if you feel tempted to drink. Send me send me a doodle. Sit down and doodle. That's your homework. Like, we got to do better, all of us, myself included. Um, got to keep turning to these healthy coping mechanisms. All right. I love you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.